July 2nd, 2023. We're continuing in Mesilat Yesharim. We're at the end of Perek Yod Chet, going into Perek Yod Tet. Perek Yod Chet began for us the conversation about Midat HaHasidut, that character trait of piety. And if you recall what Ramchal described over the course of Perek Yod Chet has, is how Hasidut is about uh, what we call going above and beyond. It's uh, stepping outside of the black and white specific halachot with regards to the bottom line letter of the law of each and every halacha that you might be involved with and extending yourself further, making certain that you're paying attention to the very the many diktukim and piratim, the details and the specifics and the uh, scrup- scrupulous following of every single kusoshal yod. And so at the conclusion of the Perek, in summarizing that, writes Ramchal Nimsa, Kelala Hasidut Harhavat, Kiyum Kol Hamitzvot, Bechol Hatsidadim Vatnaim Shirauy Vesheifshar. Says it, it, it merges then that Hasidut at its core is the expansion of fulfillment of the mitzvot from all their sides with all their conditions that's possible and is appropriate. You might notice then that something we've been reading about and learning about over here is somehow eerily uh, reminiscent. It's what we saw earlier in Perishut. Perishut was an earlier character trait that we addressed in Mesilat Yesharim. Perishut, however, was with regards to Misfat Lotaase. Uh, the things that you shouldn't do about distancing yourself even further, that's to be a parush. Hasidut, in contrast, although along the same line, is with regards to positive actions, to mitzvot aseh. Perishut is, I can't do this, let me distance myself even further. We discussed how and when appropriate. Uh, Hasidut is about going further in mitzvot aseh. Go ahead. So why does the Ramakal put tahara? Which, like you said, bina before chasidut, like the intention of mitzvot before, because don't they say like start off doing all mitzvot, then you get that intention afterwards? The mitoch shelo lishma balishma. Maybe it, maybe it's a great question. Or it's a, a Teddy like asked a question. He doesn't like the approach, right? I mean, so one second with that. So Teddy just first articulating the question uh, or stating it again is uh, so why is tahora here in the middle of this? If uh, ultimately speaking, maybe we should jump into the fulfillment of the mitzvot and only then ahareh peulot nimshachot alevavot or something along lines of sefer hachinuch or the gemara and pesachim and dafnun of mitoch shelo lishma balishma but leolam yasok adam torah mitzvot shelo lishma. Um, so first and foremost, maybe it gives me a destination, it gives me a, <coughs> a goal, it gives me an inspiration. So even if I'm not per se going to be dedicated in the onset uh, to that intention, it gives me, well, who am I? I state my, uh, my goals and objectives at the onset, give you my mission statement before jumping into it. Alternatively, as Joey points out, as, as Mesilati Sharim was not exactly as liberal in his interpretation of those statements, of uh, the Hachamim. Mesilati uh, Sharim was really stretching us uh, to, to plug into the uh, Lishma, uh, to the uh, proper focus and intention with regards to the mitzvot, as we discussed in Tahora. Uh, so again, says Mesilati Sharim here, however, he says, he says uh, Hasidut then and Perishut are two sides of the same coin. It's mitzvot lo ta'aseh, it's mitzvot ta'aseh. It's not just fulfillment of the mitzvot, it's not just the zihirut and the zirizut, which we learned about earlier in the book. It's now about expanding it. That is our perishut and hasidut. Shneem ha-mitzvah 
and that's what he cited last time, if you recall. Um, earlier in this Perik, he quoted from the Gemara in Berachot and Daf Yod Zayin, uh, that uh, he can encapsulate, he can uh, understand and see Hasidut in that statement of the Hachamim, Ashrei Adam to bring forth a Nahat Ruach, to go above and beyond just fulfillment, a Kiyum HaMitzvot, but to do something even greater, so to speak, to uh, bring forth that Nahat Ruach, that pleasant odor in some way or fashion, of course, in the spiritual sense. That's what we're talking about in Hasidut. Zehu Geder HaHasidut HaAmiti, Ve'ata, and now says Mesilat Yesharim, Neva'er Halakav HaRashim, let's start with it initial and head parts and portions. If we're to break up Hasidut into parts, to classify and give it each its own zone, it's three. How so? Harishon Bama'ase. The first zone, the first part is with regards to actions. Hasheni Be'ofen Ha'asiya. The second is in the ways that those actions are performed. And hashilishi bakavala, and the third is with regards to intention. And of course, he'll explain each of these as he goes along. The first part of hasidut, as we said, bama'ase, what does it mean to expand my actions? What does it mean to not only do that which is prescribed, but to do something greater and grander and, and broader than that? Understand that that too is broken into two parts. So an initial three-part breaking up of hasidut, and then the first of those three parts, ma'ase, actions, break that into two as well. How so? Hayhad b'mash ben adam l'makom, v'asheni b'mash ben adam l'chavero. He'll split it into interpersonal and between man and his creator actions. So I have actions that will make me a Hasid, not only as people sometimes imagine with regards to my relationship with Borei Olam, but with regards to my relationship with others as well. Let's now start with 1.1. It's part one and it's the first part of part one. Harishon Shibarishon. That's the ma'aseh, and it's ben adam lamakom. Ve'inyano. Kiyum kol ha-mitzvot bechol ha-diktukim shebahem ad makom sheyad ha-adam maga'at. It's an obligation, it's a responsibility, it's the fulfillment of all the mitzvot and sibuyim with all of their details. Ad until makom sheyad ha-adam maga'at, the place where, so to speak, your hand reaches. Uh, we are commanded, Kefi Yecholto, Tarambam's words with regards to Talmud Torah, and Peregimal Vilchot Talmud Torah, that we're commanded to study Torah, Kefi Yecholto. Bring that again as our paradigm, as our example for teasing out what we're talking about over here. Whereas the Gemara says in two places, the fulfillment of the mitzvah of Talmud Torah is yomam v'alayla. Afilu, even if a person immerses himself in Kiryat Shema in the morning and the evening, they fulfill the mitzvah of Talmud Torah. But if you want to do this properly, if you want to go above and beyond, so you do it kifiyecholto. What's kifiyecholto? Well, your yecholet is different than my yecholet is different than his yecholet, which means to say, to be a hasid means to fill in those gaps appropriately with regards to anything and everything you're involved with, which is l'shem mitzvah. You're involving yourself in a relationship. You're going above and beyond. I can't and I wouldn't expect you to do something beyond your capabilities, but it's maximizing your potential entirely. Meaning maximizing your potential when it comes to mitzvah. Every and every mitzvah. I'm giving the example of Talmud Torah. It's easiest. It's even the words, but it's every mitzvah. What is your maximum? 
you have to test that out. You have to test that out. You will at times fail. You will at times have setbacks and burnouts, but it's about carefully looking into it. Like you give you a limit. Okay, if I cannot get out or whatever, but if you want to push more and more and more. So you're going to have to be honest with yourself. We talked earlier in Misilat Sharim how to be honest with yourself. Turn to another. Let them guide you. Read Sifre Musar, in other words, and so forth. Can you give another example of that Tamutullah? Of reaching your potential with the mitzvah. Usually mitzvah is either you do it or you don't. So it's a funny one that I'll give the other example. Uh, Ralph looks like he has one, but for a second I'll give you a funny other example that's often used. Uh, don't go too far with this one, but but understand it appropriately. The Gemara in Masechet Yivamot has a machloka between Beit Shammai and Beit Hillel as to how to perform and fulfill the mitzvah of peru urvu, of procreating, of having children. Uh, so uh, the statement in turn is to have, uh, well, either one son and one daughter, or alternatively two sons, different opinions in the Gemara. Does that mean that I, I've done that and chalas, now I've fulfilled it and there's no reason for me to continue in the performance of this mitzvah? Again, it's a funny example, but we alternatively state, both in terms of minimum and in terms of maximum, there's mitzvah kefiyah choltof, you're able to fulfill yeah, further. I feel like there's not a lot of mitzvot that have quantities involved, meaning shake the lulav, you either did it or, or did So I'm giving with regards to, to quantities, that's true, but then there's with regards to how scrupulous and how careful you are with it. Uh, so I could, I'm, I'm going quantity again. Um, I'm, right. uh, go ahead. What about our Revolver writes in, in like introduction to Alain Shore about it's all about your life? Meaning like you have that Moshe, Harsinai... But here we're in the Ma'aseh. Here we're in the Ma'aseh. So the Kavanah. That's why it's very clear. So he walked in a minute too late. Um, but what I'm saying is... respecting your parents, you go visit them every day or something. Okay. I mean, I really think you can you can figure this, you can tease this out in any and every circumstance. There's no question. Literally everything. Again, they're your money, they're your time. But also with regards to, I learned all the halakhot, I can fulfill this part of it, that part which is a humrah, can I accept? that as well and so forth what's appropriate and what's uh, what's right for you is is kefishiyad ha'adam magat ve'elehem shekera'um hazal it's about these expansions of the mitzvot that the hachamim said they defined them they called them shiyere mitzvah shiyere mitzvah so to speak means the uh, side part the ancillary the um, less uh, significant the non-integral side of the mitzvot uh, so again, that's what we're understanding. You fulfilled the mitzvah in its entirety by just doing the bare minimum. Everything else is shiyere mitzvah. But listen to the statement of the hachamim, masechet sukan daflamet chet. Shiyere mitzvah, amru, shiyere mitzvah, me'akevim et hapur'anut. And it's an amazing statement. The statement is, if you're looking to... What's that? Remnant. Perfect. Works even better, I think. For most, definitely better than ancillary, right? Um, so anyway, the statement is that shiyere mitzvah me'akevim et ha-pur'anut. Pur'anut means travesty, means the bad things. Uh, so if you're looking to stave it off, to push it away, uh, be involved in shiyere mitzvah. Is that some sort of sigula? Is it some sort of, well, if I just middakdek in mitzvot, so then uh, tragedy won't befall me? Is first and foremost, of course, to be noted, uh, simplicity is not in place when we're dealing with Tivrei Hachamim. This is not the uh, true and tested, uh, do it under all circumstances and your life will be uh, living to 120. That goes without saying. But furthermore, what's the concept that underlies this? Well, I understand it as a, one, one of two interpretations. First and foremost, it might be that I went above and beyond. So Kivyachol, the reciprocal relationship with 
with Borei Olam, with the world around me, will be one which is above and beyond as well. I didn't just do as I was supposed to. So in turn, that which is supposed to befall me will expand that a little, will twist that as well a bit. But furthermore, just to understand what it means with regards to a relationship with yourself and existence, with the source of existence, with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, well, we talk about a relationship with, between a parent and child, between a king and, uh, and, and servant and so forth. The question is, with regards to that relationship, what sort of relationship is it? Hasidut, Misilat Yesharim told us in Perek Yot means, I know you so well that I can intuit what it is you're looking for and I can come to that before hand. It means as well as the parent, as the spouse, as the person who's involved with the other, as the being who's involved with the other, my relationship as a result with you will be thinking between the lines, what's appropriate for you, not just what is supposed to happen. It means that shiere mitzvah, to a certain extent, speak to what it means to go above and beyond with regards to a relationship. To be me'akevet apuranut means to go, it means to go above and beyond what the relationship calls for as well. You know, it, it's reminiscent for me of the opposite end. The Gemara Masech Menachot, although initially admitting and understanding that the chova, the, the obligation with regards to sisit, is to only wear what's only put on, on the corners of a four, four-cornered garment as you wear it. But says the Gemara, if you're not wearing one, making certain that you're wearing and you're not obligated to have a four-cornered garment on you. Okay, so you're not fulfilling a mitzvah. Shalom al Yisrael, we all like to, to fulfill mitzvah. Says the Gemara, during times of anger, so to speak, uh, those who were not wearing, well, it comes out on them. Uh, what type of statement is that? HaKadosh Baruch Hu takes it out on them. It's, I think, it's the flip side of this. means at a time that, we read it in the parasha, we know in life when things are not working positively, when it seems to be hitting, hit by a, a landslide. Well, what happens over there? In that circumstance, if you went above and beyond, so to speak, you hit into the shiere mitzvah, you took yourself out of it. The landslide is for the Hamon Am. You who established, who, who related to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, to existence, to the source of existence, you separated yourself entirely from that. Yes, Ted. Um, we mentioned earlier, like, the, 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 the beef or the rivalry between the Hasidut and Yadim. And they consider Hasidut to be Avodah Shabbat But here it's like Kirkhaf Maaseh, right? This is not Hasidut of the Hasidim. So what was their response to this? They weren't, I, I mean, they weren't uh, defining it by Mesilat Yesharim. They were defining it by who they were. The name Hasidim came about as a, you know, over time. It's, it's interesting, by the way, that the, uh, the Gaon Mi Vilna, the chief, you know, uh, negator and an opponent was known as the Hasid Mi Vilna. In other words, you know, but the Hasidut is generally speaking is a pious person. So they were defining it that way. Mesilat Yesharim, yes, he'll bring sourcing for this. We'll define it otherwise, but you're right. In other words, we'll turn to the Hasidim. Maybe they did at that time. Gaon Mivilna, as a matter of fact, said about the book Mesilat Yesharim that he, who didn't waste any time at all, he would walk a long distance just to hear and just to learn Mesilat Yesharim with Ramchal, even though he lived afterwards. But I mean, that's, that's, that, that I think it would, would be the interpretation to that. Even though you fulfilled the mitzvah through a strict letter of the law um, um, performance, that's for the general populace. But those who are pious, those who have risen to the level of Hasidim, 
They should broaden and they should go further with their interpretation of it and uh, their performance of it. What's the double language here? That's a good question. I'm not certain. In other words, it's to extend and to make greater and not to make less. Maybe two parts. You can't. It's not. You have to. Maybe it means under all circumstances. I'm not, I'm not 100% certain. Okay. It's food for thought. Important food for thought. Of course, 1.2, as Mesilat Yisharim told us, is but not Ben Adam Lamakom, but rather Ben Adam Lachavero. He says it's the hatava, it's the goodness which is caused to others. He, by the way, says velo mere alahim as well, and you're not doing wrong to them. Might have something to do with even when quote unquote you can rationalize it, even then not being merea. There's another word which was mentioned and will be mentioned more times over the course of this pedic, and that is the reference to this being at all times. He says, So in other words, this is This is under all circumstances and at all times. We'll return to that point in a moment or two. But uh, apparently, to be a Hasid, Mesilat Yisharim is beginning to hint to us, is to be consistent, is to be doing this not in happenstance or in when it's easy or when it's uh, uh, accessible, it's at all times. This specific dimension of it is baguf bimamonu benefesh to the body of another, with the money of another, and with the soul of another. He'll explain what he means by each of these in just a moment. But again, so then we've defined hasidut with regards to ma'aseh as twofold, ben adam la makom, ben adam la havero. And we furthermore already began to pepper this concept with the mention of this being le'olam at all times. Baguf. Uh, let's just fill in this uh, initially. What does it mean, these three dimensions of ben adam l'chavero? Baguf. With the body. It's that you're going out of your way. You're mishtadil. You're attempting and, uh, and trying uh, to help others and in order to alleviate any burdens that they have. That's the statement of the Chachamim in Perkeavot. That, so to speak, you are sharing the burden, sharing the yoke. And you're alleviating, you're taking away from the pain and difficulties of another. If another person physically, their body was harmed, and you could prevent it from that happening to them, or to remove it, you would and must, in turn, exert yourself to make certain that it doesn't befall them. The second dimension of this was with money. It's by giving to them, it's by helping them in circumstances where they will be financially hit. And certainly and all the more so that from you, there should be no harm coming their way. We're talking about staving off, about preventing harm from others, from other directions. Certainly not from you. And even if in the immediate, uh, uh, short-term, short-vision circumstance, there's no hezek, there's no harm, 
and as a result, you're looking to prevent from And so to the Hakamim have the statement that the money, the wealth, the possessions of your friends should be as if they're yours. So those are baguf. Those are b'mamon. What does it mean b'nefesh? That you should be looking out to be a hasid for the other, to be metiv and not to be merah. On the soul of another, shishtadela asod ha'chavero kol korat ruach sheyesh b'yado ben minyane ha'kavod ben chosha'ar ha'inyanim kol ma shuhu yodea shim ya'aseo la'chavero mekabel na'chat ruach b'menu mitzvat hasidutu la'asoto kol sheken shelo yisa'arenu b'shum minay sa'ar kelal any way in which you'll bring forth a korat ruach. A korat ruach means a pleasant, a, uh, an appropriate equilibrium in terms of the mindset, in terms of the life, in terms of the spirit of another person, and certainly preventing any anxiety, any stresses from the other. To bring them that korat ruach is to bring them through your hasidu to a state of hatava. If you're looking to define the word gemilut hasadim, about which the Hachamim spoke very highly of. That's what we're talking about. We're talking about extending yourself, as we talked about last week, stepping outside of your Arba Amot into that of the other in order to make certain that their lives are rising up to the level where they should be. Yeah, well, spiritually, like play sports with your brother, like, I don't hang out with your kid? In terms of anything and everything. Indeed. Good? You're bringing them based, well, I mean, it's based on where they are. A spiritual connection is going to begin with a psychological, a psychologically uh, healthy person. If the person, Lefima Shehu, I mean, I've given these examples before. I'll just give one of them. I remember vividly uh, returning from the hospital. There was a man on his deathbed unfortunately passed away the next day or maybe two days later and uh, saying vidui with him and it was a congregant's parent and I was very close to the situation it was really weighing on me and I opened the door to my home and my wife who very rarely complains if ever her head was hurting her a lot and she uh, I opened the door and she said to me I have just such a blaring headache right now I, I can't and I wanted to, in the moment, say to her, are you serious? I'm coming from life and death, life or death circumstance, and you're talking about your headache? But it means, if I were to say that to her, I would be diminishing in her circumstance, her situation. That was her challenge. Am I not supposed to rise or lower myself in that circumstance to her challenge? have deal on many other circumstances and situations where there's similar realities, relationships between uh, people. Uh, we can think about, well, this is a life-threatening, it's a marriage at stake, or it's just a relationship of two guys. Oh, we're talking about in all those circumstances. We're dealing with spiritual realities, at least in my understanding of it. And uh, included in this, although he didn't specify and, uh, and, and elaborate although he will a bit, is redifat uh, shalom is, is chasing and searching for shalom, of course. The Hachamim say the Midav Aharon. Ve'ata, and now, avi lecha re'ayot al kol ha'devarim ha'ele min ha'chachamim zal, af bisha'advarim peshutim ve'en sirichim le'chizuk re'aya, says Mesilat Yesharim, even though the matter is 
somewhat simple, straightforward, what we're talking about, extending yourself, ben adam la makom, ben adam la havero, making certain that outside of the strict letter of the law, you are striving and searching for ways to expand and broaden. He says, but I'll bring you sources because that's what Misilat Yesharim at its core is really all about. It's about stating, articulating, making clear matters which each of us should and do intuitively know, but sometimes need that strengthening in order to remember it. Beperek bene ha'ir. He cites from several Gemarot in Masechid Megillah, on Dav Kafzayin initially. Amru, Sha'alut Hamidavet Rabbi Zakai, Bameheirachta Yamim. They asked Rabbi Zakai, what is it that gave you the merit, at least in your eyes, uh, to have a lengthy, a long life? Amar Lahem Mi Yamai. And that's going to be a refrain. That each one of the rabbis, when asked how it is that they merited, that they were able to be zocher to a long life, they said, Mi Yamai. Mi Yamai means in my entire life. In my entire life, I did not. For my entire life, I did yes. Uh, there's the statement again. Let's first read and then return to that point and, and try to understand it appropriately. I never relieved myself close to the place within four amot of where I was going to pray. Uh, even if perhaps it could have been permitted under circumstances and situations, I felt it inappropriate. I broadened, I expanded the uh, hara- the uh, the borders and the boundaries of what the hova was. And I never gave a nickname to my friend. He'll quote Mesilati Shalim Will from Tosafot over there. It says, even if it wasn't a derogatory one, which might be Asur, uh, but uh, to give a nickname perhaps is inappropriate, and as a result, above and beyond that which is Hayav or Asur. And I made certain to never miss Kiddushayom entering into Shabbat. Each one of these has a Musar in it of themselves, but the overarching. And, uh, and, and more general principle, which Mesilat Yesharim is, is teasing out of all these, is these are circumstances, these are situations where the Hachamim are speaking about themselves and describing, as Ramcha will say, Hasidut. I'm speaking about, says Mesilat Yesharim, situations where this wasn't the Chava per se, but this was an expansion of it. Understand, by the way, the reference in the Gemara. The Gemara says, I had a lengthy life because of this. I'm reading this together with his statement from earlier, that the shiyere mitzvah me'akevim anut. You want to stave off, you want to prevent the difficulties, you want to uprise and transcend above the regular interactions with human beings in this world? Well, make certain that you're rising above the regular interactions with Borei Olam. And then the Gemara tells, Ima zekena hayetali had an old mother. One time she had to sell her head covering in order to get wine, grape juice, whatever it was, for Kiddush. He was patur. He didn't have money for it. He didn't need to extend himself, his mother, to, to sell her head covering in order to get the yayin Kiddush. But she did so. And the truth is, we've been referring to throughout, as we did in Perek Yotchet, Hasidut as being an, uh, emanating from Ahava. Uh, remember the example that he gave? We referred to it earlier in this class. It was between father and son, or spouse and, and spouse. It's a situation where I know you so well, where I care about you to a certain extent. He was never He was never Mevatel Kiddushayom. But again, it's, it's about Ahava because it is Miyamai. It's at all times. No, 
the mother, it's a household which is filled with it, apparently. Uh, so, but the, the concept of ahava, I would suggest, and it'll come up a bit later on, ahava is about constancy. Harambam, as a matter of fact, as we've mentioned more than once, wrote a book called Sefer Ahava, and Sefer Ahava is the mitzvot that are on a constant basis. Uh, that those are the mitzvot in Sefer Ahava. It's all the mitzvot which are at all times relevant. It's uh, Kiryat Shema, which is every single day, and Milah, and Tefillin, and Sisit, and so on and so forth. That's Ahava. He, as a matter of fact, opens the book with a pasuk, Ma'ahavti Toratecha kol hayom hisihati. To truly love Torah means to have it as my siha, as my speech throughout the day. It's along these lines that you might appreciate as well the Gemara Masechet Berachot and Daf Samechalef Amud Bet, where the Gemara uh, describes the death of Rabbi Akiva, the tragic demise of Rabbi Akiva, as the Romans are are, are slowly giving him this excruciating and painful death. His students turn to him and realize that he's being mekabel al malchut shemaim. He's saying Kiryat Shema. He's accepting the yoke of heaven upon himself, and they ask him Rabenu Adkan until here, effectively asking him how it's possible, not so much about their obligation, but how it's possible that even in this moment, he's at, he's at the cusp of death, he's being tortured, you're actually in this moment so connected? And what was his answer? My entire <clears throat> life. I waited for the moment to fulfill. I, I was mitzta'ir. I was, I was a sorrow. Uh, I, I was filled with sorrow over the fulfillment of bechol nafshecha matayavoli adiv ekayemena. How can I give my entire soul to Hakadosh Baruch Hu? When's it going to come my way in order to fulfill it? I was connected to that extent throughout my life. I realized throughout, that's his statement, at all times, this is who I was. I can and will be plugged into the mitzvah of which by definition is constant because I was constantly plugged into this. Yes, not, not, to, not to belittle it, but it's in the nefesh and the goof, it's like sort of separating the two in that scenario because it's in you would think it's more of your, your lead, no more than, than the goof itself. Certainly, but he is in the moment. Here's, here's the difficulty. When we detach nefesh from goof, we can find a pure and pristine and clear passageway to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Right? My body's not holding me back. I'm, I'm angelic in nature. What they're effectively asking him is, to, to take your words and to, to inject it, how can you in the moment where your goof is in so much pain, where you should be so distracted from connectedness to Borei Olam, nonetheless say, I'm giving my soul to HaKadosh Baruch Hu entirely. And his response, in the midst of that, I, I think you're only strengthening the question and the circumstance, is, this was my passion, my connectedness, my whole life. Ahava means this is constant, this is miyamai. To be a hasid means to be doing this consistently. Uh, to just once in a while turn to your spouse and tell them how much you like them and to go out of your way in order to find the appropriate way to please them or to your parent or to your child is not to tro- show ahava. It's to show that I'm looking for something. It's to show that it's convenient for me now to pay attention to you outside of my comfort level, outside of my zone of what I know uh, easiest. To turn to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, to turn to others, and to be constantly and consistently engaged in, well, what would they want? How will it be that I best serve and help them? That's to have true Ahava, that's to be a Hasid. Go ahead. How do we know Hasid you for That's what I'm, I'm suggesting is from the last Perik. The last Perik, when he described the relationship between parent and child, 
and 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 the we will in a moment or two, and that's what I what we quoted last week as well. Quote from that Gemara in Masechet Baba Kama. Remember the Gemara in Baba Kama asks, "How are you a Hasid?" And there's three opinions: either Miled de Berachot or Miled de Nizikin, or maybe it's the two of them. And what we suggest in that context is as well. This was the suggestion of the in, in the class last week. Is what underlies each one of those is Ahava. Uh, Miled de Avot is a constancy. Is the Mea Berachot Ma Adonai Luhechoshuel Me Imach, and that's Le Ahava Oto. Miled de Nizikin is from the Ahavta Lereacha. Kamocha, according to Yad Raman, Bava Batra, and others, and um, the two of them, of course, is the manifestation of Ahava. I'm, I'm just suggesting, based on his imagery, Ramhal's, it's bringing us in this direction to focus yeah. on uh, Ahava in that respect as what's taking it's place over so Yira is mentioned there as well. You could um, easily, You could. Uh, for one reason or another, psychologically and rabbinically, we generally associate fear and awe with the mitzvot lo ta'aseh. Um, Ramban Nachmani writes about this in Shemot Perik Yotet, right? And Zachor and Shamor is Ahava and is Yira'ah. Uh, but uh, you're right. It is it maybe maybe fear is more on the petty shoot level. But okay, it's it's something to think about further. Anyway, I chaitat sericha imolim kor kipashe berosha omnam midat hasidut ayaoseken. This Rabbi Zakai was doing so midat hasidut. He was extending himself outside of the comfort level, outside of what was prescribed. He understood. I go beyond that. If I go above and beyond, I show I'm a hasid. I express my ahava. And similarly, this Rabbi Zakai in the Gemara, what was he doing to others, not only to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the other, but to other people? That's what I mentioned to you earlier. Tosafot says that when it says that he didn't give nicknames, it's not the Isur nicknames, it's even if it wasn't a derogatory one. And, and similarly, Rav Huna, the Gemara, talks about how he as well, in order to perform the mitzvah of Kiddush Hayom, he went above and beyond. He sold his belt and as a result had to put on some sort of temporary one, uh, which was less appropriate, but... His passion for the mitzvah of Kiddush, his understanding to be a Hasid means to step out of the boundaries of absolute obligation, uh, caused him to sell it. Similarly, the Gemara talks about Bil Azar ben Shamua, where the students asked him, why did you have this long life? And Silat Yisharim reads this as well as all the other passages over there, as we'll read in the ensuing lines, as Midat Hasidut. What was his greatness? He said to them, where did I step outside? And again, I'm sure he stepped outside on many things. These are the matters which were me am I my entire life this is what I'm defined by number one he didn't make a, he didn't make shortcuts out of the knees he never walked through the bed knees what does that mean shortcuts out of the knees the halachot or the well, concept for example here you have two staircases one gets more crowded the other one is not but that's not the knees the staircase is not the knees knees is the place where you're praying the outside area is outside but so this, now you're sitting in your seat and then you want to leave if, if the proximity of the, of the further door is... The way Shulchan Aruch articulates it is it's you're using it as a pathway. So you're using it as a shortcut. It's not per se that I'm shortening my pathway in the Knis uh, one way or another. It's not that I'm 
I mean, you could go above and beyond, but the halacha with regard to this matter is that I need to get from here to the other side of the building. Yeah, I don't walk through the knees. Alberon, and you want to go to Allen Avenue without going. Uh, so, that's right. So, and I'm walking through. That would be kapanriyat. Now, again, understand that in the Gemara, we're not per se dealing with an isur. We're dealing with kabod beta kenesi. He understood this as hasidut. The other one was he wasn't poseal rashi am kodesh, which means to say the students used to sit on the on the floor, and as the rabbi would enter in, it looked almost as if he was stepping on their heads. He was makpid never to do so. Why so? Inappropriate. It's his students. He didn't want it to appear as his haughtiness. One more. And so too, I was scrupulous. I was careful above and beyond. Nobody ever was before me in the Midrash. I never made a Berachah before Kohen. I never ate from a Behema where the Zero Alechayim Keva weren't taken from. Each one of them has a Hidur. Each one of these has above and beyond in these circumstances. I mean, the Gemara goes on and explains that you might be able to, you know, the, the Gemara there has In other words, it's not per se the Halakha. It was an above and beyond Hasidut. We'll continue with these next time, but just to again to summarize and to understand what we began here in Perikyotet is breaking down Hasidut. Hasidut, we started with Bema'ase, we separated Bema'ase, Ben Adam la Makom, and Ben Adam la Haveron. We understood that Bema'ase means there's a certain connectedness which steps out of what's expected, so to speak, and goes beyond. How do we define what the beyond is? We say, as far as his hand is able to outstretch and, and connect to. How do we determine that? We spend our lives trying to determine that. We, we broaden and then sometimes realize we've gone too far. Uh, we sometimes realize uh, through others that we should be broadening. But to be a Hasid means to exemplify, means to live by that Ahavat midit, by the constant connectedness through a passion, through a connection to another, whether it's a human being or HaKadosh Baruch Hu, by realizing I need to, I must intuit what the next move is, what's appropriate, even if they haven't asked for it. Baruch Adonai Amen ve Amen.